Welcome to the Tarot Coven cast. Real people, real talk, real magic. Hey loves, Jasmine here. Just have a couple of things to mention before we get into the show. First up, I hope you're all healthy and safe at this time. You may notice that we don't really make mention of COVID-19 and what's happening right now with the pandemic during this episode, and that's because we recorded it back in early March before anything really started to kick off here in North America. So we will actually discuss it in a bit more detail in an upcoming bonus episode all about Beltane at the end of April, but for now I just wanted to really extend the, you know, the wishes that everybody is safe and healthy. Okay, secondly, I am super excited to share with you that I am an affiliate for this year's Tarot for the Wild Soul course taught by Lindsay Mack. I'm sure you've heard me speak about both Lindsay and her course here on the show, and I honestly can't recommend the program enough. It truly changed my relationship with the Tarot, you know, not just in the way that I read cards, but in the way that I approach my practice in general. Lindsay really opened my eyes to the idea that so much of what we know about the Tarot has never been updated or restructured through the lens of our modern world. And she works to change that by talking about cards in a way that makes them feel completely inclusive and accessible. This is not your grandma's doom and gloom tarot. Lindsay demonstrates how each card is so full of medicine and of invitations to work with and through their energies. And her take on reversals is by far my favorite. So if you're ready to dive deeper with your tarot practice, I highly recommend checking out Tarot for the Wild Soul. Registration is open, but only for a couple more hours. I believe it closes at midnight on the 28th. So if you're listening to this the day it comes out, you've got like one more day. And if you needed a little bonus incentive, if you use the code WRITTENWITCH at checkout, that's all one word, W-R-I-T-T-E-N-W-I-T-C-H, Use that code at checkout and you're going to get a free two-card PDF reading from yours truly. Yes, all you have to do is use the code WRITTENWITCH at checkout. There's going to be a handy-dandy link in the show notes to make it super easy. And if you do so, you're going to get that free two-card PDF reading from me. Thank you so much for listening to this intro and enjoy the show. Hello out there, lovely listeners, and welcome to the Tarot Coven Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine, and I am so thrilled to say that for the first time in the show's history, the entire coven is joining me for this episode. So please join me in welcoming Jekinovia. Hi. Jesse. Hello, everyone. And Elena. Hi, my loves. And in this episode, we're taking a trip to the upside down. No, this isn't suddenly a Stranger Things podcast. What I mean is we're chatting all about reversals. We're going to dish on what they are, why or why you may not want to use them, how you can use them, and then we're going to go through a few examples. But first, oh my goodness, we're all here. This is so exciting. Yeah. It's like, finally, (laughs) this never happened. I know. I know. Well, I feel like... The stars have aligned. Yes, finally. I I was starting to wonder if our listeners were going to think that like um, Jekinovia and Elena didn't really actually know each other because they've never been on a show together. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we know each other. Yeah. Oh, we know. We oh, know. Well, we know. Elena has seen me in a tiara. I'm just gonna say. That's yes. true. <laughs> Okay, well, I thought I would ask everyone a kind of a fun question since we're all together. And I don't know, I, I kind of feel like it has to do with reversals in a way. And I will explain the tie-in a little bit later. But how does everyone shuffle and draw cards? Jesse, you want to tell us your process? I love that question. And it's one of my favorite questions to ask as well, because everybody does it so differently. And especially when I was starting, I always questioned, am I doing it right? Or, you know, how are the masters? How do they select their cards? And obviously you have to pick what works best for you. And for me, 
I am an overhand shuffler. Every once in a while, if I've got a thinner deck that I'm not too concerned about the wear and tear, I'll do a little, you know, bridge casino shuffling action. But I'm an overhand shuffler and I like to just fan it out in a nice little uh, arc. And I'm always drawn to the cards that either have a space or something that um, pulls them out of the the lineup a little bit. I always go right to where my eye fixes first. And if I am not in a place where I can fan out the deck, I will go through and just slide the cards a little bit until I feel a sticky one. And that is the card that I select. But that's what I've, I've settled on. And I will say too, in the the actual choosing of the cards, if I'm reading for someone, I always have them pick the cards. So I loved that their energy's in it. They pick the cards. And this is assuming we're face-to-face, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I let them select cards because, you know, that way if there's any messages that are a little uh, sticky and they, uh, I can be like, you're the one that picked the cards, not me. <laughs> I love that you brought up, um, you know, when you're first getting started, you're like, how am I supposed to do this? How do I know which one to pick? Am I doing it right? I completely forgot about that. So I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up because in case there are any, you know, relative newbies to tarot that are listening, it's true. It's like you just got to kind of find the method that works for you and don't worry so much about what maybe other people are doing, but give, give a couple of different styles a try and figure out what you like. Right. Um, absolutely. Yeah. For me, I, this is a new thing for me, but this is what seems to be working is that I just shuffle until cards fall out. And if more than I usually like, I'll set an intention around that though. I'll say, okay, I'm going to shuffle six times. If nothing falls out, I'll go with the top card. If multiple cards fall out, I, you know, if it's more than two, I'll put them back in and keep going. But as soon as that one card falls out, maybe two, I go with that one. And that's been my new thing. And it's been really on point. So that's kind of where I'm at. How about you, Elena? What do you do? So I actually love that you asked this question because um, when I picked up a deck again for the first time in a long time, I was like, how should I shuffle this thing? Like, because I grew up shuffling casino style um, because my mom taught me how to play poker when I was really young. And so (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I, I just into it. I just go with my gut. And so I always do casino style first. I'll cut the deck in three. And then I just start uh, hand the side shuffle. Um, And I always used to pick the cards myself. I never handed out. I would just pick them out. But something maybe about uh, two months ago told me, just start shuffling until they fly out. I'm like, all right. So then now that's what I do is I'll just start shuffling until they fly out. But I like that you said that you set an intention on giving yourself a number because I've noticed that, like, after a while, I'm, like, shuffling and, like, nothing's coming out. (laughs) I'm like, okay, guys, what's going on? So then that's when I'm, like, feeling like this isn't for me. And lately, my last two readings, like, I've been having to just pick them because nothing wants to fly out. And so I think I'm just going to go back to picking them. Oh, interesting. So so you're floating around. You're going back and forth. You're just still kind of finding what works. Right. I mean, you got to do that. I feel like it's different for different decks too. You know, like Jesse, you were saying that the thinner decks, it's a lot easier to do that sort of casino style thing because there are certain decks like the Modern Witch Tarot. I feel like I can't do it with that deck. That has to be the overhand or just like the fanning out and stuff. So yeah. Okay. So what about you, Jack and Ovia? Well, I generally start, okay, this is going to sound so mean, okay, but I generally start and I slam my deck three times off of the corner of whatever table I'm using. It just kind of clears the energy. Yes, I, I like I that. I feel like such a monster. <laughs> um, but I do like the, the regular overhand shuffle. I do like the bridge thing. Sometimes I'll throw it on the table, mash them all up. I think that might be what the poker thing is. I don't really know. Oh. But you put them on the table and kind of scramble them all up. And Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, um, sometimes I do that. Um, a lot of my decks, like especially the Oracle decks, they're really big and I have very small hands. So sometimes I just have to kind of basically like set them in different piles and mix them up that way. True. So, yeah. yeah. And I do the same thing. I usually just shuffle till something falls out and then just take it from there. Nice. Yeah. Well, so as you can see, everyone, it's it's, you know, 
Everybody does it differently. Everybody's got their own little style. You know, Jekinova, you're talking about sort of clearing the energy, waking up the deck. I also do something a little similar. Like I might knock on the deck or I might do um, like separating them into four or six piles or something. And I usually just call that like getting the box energy out. So if a, especially if a deck's just been sitting on my desk and I haven't used it in a couple of weeks, I really like to just get it super mixed up so that I know... I don't know. Yeah. So just things are flowing better. I feel like. All right. Well, let's dive into reversals. And yeah. So the reason that I wanted to do the shuffling question, I mean, it's a fun question, but kind of the only way that I will use a reversal is if it flies out of the deck in reverse, or if it's somehow while I'm shuffling, it gets put in reverse. And then that's what comes up. But we'll get into that a little bit more in a bit. So let's do the basics. What is a reversal? It is just the card upside down. It is just the reverse position. It's the card is not upright in sort of the quote unquote regular position. It has come up upside down. Um, And then why would you use reversals? So I'm just going to say like a couple of really quick ideas and then I'm going to go around our little virtual circle here and ask, you know, whether or not you guys use reversals and why. So, but just off the top of my head, you know, using reversals, it kind of doubles the deck essentially. Like, I mean, you kind of have 78 more energies to kind of be playing around with. So sometimes you can get a lot more insight into a card if it's coming up in that reverse position. Um, Now, I'm not a huge fan of yes or no questions, but I have done in the past where if I'm asking, if I really, really, really want to do a yes or no question, if a card comes up in the upright position, it's a yes. If it's coming up in reverse, it's just a no. And I'm not even really looking into any of the imagery or using any intuition kind of in that case, I'm just looking whether or not it's uh, upright or in reverse. Um, so yeah, so let's go around the virtual circle here. Let's start with you, Elena. Do you use reversals? Why or why not? So I do use reversals. And w- when I first started learning tarot, I honestly thought I'm not going to use this because I don't like it. But when I started drawing cards for myself and it, and learning like the meanings, it just started to make sense. Um, depending on like what I was asking or, you know, um, like, uh, depending on who I'm reading for. And so ever since I started doing that on myself and it was just fit, like intuitively, you just know, um, that it, the reversal meaning fits for the, that reading. And so I've just been going with it. And every single time I just go with the flow with the reversal and I look at the card next to it, it, it fits. And, and I, you know, do my reading and client says it resonates. And so, um, when it feels right, I go for it. And I haven't had a feeling like when I see a card in reverse, oh, why is like, like, yes, I've been stumped, but it never felt not right, if that makes sense. Like, I've had mm. a card fly out, and I'll look at it, and I'm like, oh, that's not meant for this, and I'll put it back on the card. And it really wasn't. Like, you, you just know. Like, I feel like you just get, like, your guides just give you that that intuitive little push when it is for you, and that's, I just go with my gut all the time. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's definitely something that comes, the more you work with tarot, those kind of intuitive hits just, I think, come a little quicker or easier, or you're just more, you're more aligned to kind of just go with that flow, like you were saying. So just to clarify, you, maybe when you first started, you weren't necessarily using reversals, but you've come to a place where you are now using them. Right. Because when I okay. first started, I was only reading for myself and gotcha. like I would pull like maybe a couple cards for like close friends just to just kind of be in that flow and start to learn. Um, but when I actually started doing spreads um, and, you know, combining the cards, combining the whatever the questions are, like everything just flows and it makes sense. Um, and I think nice. it just, yeah, it just depends on the energy of the reading. Um and it's, it's always been really good. Like if I never really try to go against a reversal, like I don't like, you know, like repull a card or, or, but I always just go with, like I said, I always just go with my intuition and it works for me. Nice. What about you, Jesse? I do read reversals uh, like Elena. When I first started, I didn't worry about them too much, but I did try to learn them. So I really incorporated studying through books and other, 
you know, tools where you've got little guides on what the meanings are. I think it's helpful to at least think about what those reversals could mean if you do decide to read that way. I also have a few decks. I know one deck in particular that I read with a lot. It's the Liz Houston Dream Keepers Tarot. And she does not read reversals. And so to honor her artistic energy and how she created that deck, whenever I use that deck, I don't read reversals. So that might be an interesting, but yeah, I just kind of feel like I honor her, um, yeah, creative and inspiring energy by not reading reversals with that deck. And yeah, I do read reversals pretty much most of the time. If I'm doing Lenormand, of course, Lenormand Tarot, you don't have reversals in Lenormand. So again, just depends on what style of tarot you're reading with. Right on. So yours is more dependent kind of on the deck. Yeah. Um, And like why? So you didn't start using them as a beginner. What sort of pushed you towards using them? Was it just, you know, you wanted to just explore more of the options that were available or? I felt for me, if I was going to understand the full language of the tarot cards, it meant diving into reversals. Yeah. And so whether or not you use them or not, I, I think it's always a good thing to expand your knowledge and intellect on any subject by making sure you know as much as you can about it and then make the decision based on how you feel about it. So for me, it was more, I knew there was more out there. And if I didn't tap into reversal meanings, it's like I was choosing not to go forward in expanding my own awareness about tarot and the messages that it could bring for me. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. What about you, Jekinovia? Are you using reversals? Uh, yeah, I think I've used reversals from the start. I mean, I, I don't remember 100%, but I'm pretty sure I've always used them. Um, possibly not in the same way as most people would think where, you know, it means the opposite of, you know, what the upright meaning is. Right. Uh, for me, it's more of um, a, a shadow work tool almost. So mm-hmm. if something comes up reverse, that's just showing me that that's something internal that I have to work. Like it, it's something going on under the surface, not necessarily something that I'm focusing on at that time, but it's an underlying energy that needs to have some attention paid to it. So that's the main reason I use them. I also use them uh, because it can sometimes show you where there's either a blockage or where there's an influence that's coming from outside you. So something that you don't have control over, possibly aren't aware of, but perhaps it's someone else's influence on that situation. That is so interesting because so often, I don't think I've ever seen it put that way. I usually see it that it's, um, and I mean, I think it can be both. It's really on what's resonating, but often it's like, oh, this is more of an internal thing, or it's really about turning that energy inwards or something. I really like that perspective that it might be something that's out of your control or maybe even something that's like unknown to you. And it's coming from that external place. I love that you brought that up. Um, so, and you've been using it right from the beginning of your tarot practice. Cause I know you've been reading cards for like a hella long time. So has there, like, has there ever been a period where you didn't use them or have you just always done reversals? Uh, I think I've just always done them. I, if I'm, if I'm sitting with someone and you can see in their body language, if something comes up upside down or, you know, that death card shows up, you can almost see them flinch. Sure. So sometimes I'll just flip the card. I'll just remember which one it is in my mind, of course, and just give the interpretation accordingly. But then I'll just kind of flip it right side up just so that they're not so uh, tense. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's sweet of you. (laughs) I have my moments. Oh, I think you have a lot of them. (laughs) So, I mean, I, I mentioned already that I don't use reversals, but I, I did used to read reversals. And I think that what Jesse was touching on earlier is 100% true that if you want to be, I don't know, maybe serious isn't the right word, but if you do want to know all there kind of is to know about tarot or, you know, you want to move towards that, I think it is important to learn at least, to, to at least play around with reversals and see whether or not they resonate with you. Um, I just found that when I was starting to learn, it was, it was a little tricky because it can be so overwhelming. I mean, first you're sort of learning what these 78 cards are and then to, in a way, double that felt like a lot to take on. So I 
early on in my practice, I stopped using reversals. And then when I took the Tarot for the Wild Soul course with Lindsay Mack, I, she taught reversals. So I sort of incorporated them back in as I was learning each suit and then the majors and everything. And I went through another period where I was using them, but they just don't ever really resonate for me. And I think that there are ways that you can use like Jekinovia, what you brought up with the, with the shadow work side of things. I do think that there's a way to get to that without having to see the card in reverse. And of course, that's going to be different for everybody. But I just, I guess I just wanted to make it clear that, again, in case there are new people listening, you don't have to feel like you have to use reversals. You can test it out, see if it works for you, see if it's something that re- that's resonating, and then you go with it or you don't. Like, there are plenty of people that don't use them. There are plenty of people that do use them. So why don't we dive into... Let's let's go off of what Jekinovia was talking about with the shadow energy or this external kind of energy. You were saying that, you know, a lot of people kind of see it or it's it's often talked about in the way that it is just sort of the opposite of what the card means upright. But I don't know that that's necessarily what I think either. Um, Like, what are some other ways that we can look at what a reversal might mean? Um, Jesse, what do you think? I think that even just using it as a form of meditation, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of working through if you're journaling or practicing a different perspective on something, I think that's a, a great tool. I think I like that you said that too, because I think um, there was one point where um, almost every card I was pulling, like my daily pull was in reverse. And I noticed that it was when my ener- when I was in those stagnant energies, when I was feeling very blocked. And then a few months ago, another tarot reader asked me if I ever meditate with the card, like when I'm stumped. And I'm like, meditate with the card? She's like, yeah, do you ever just sit there for like, if you have the time, like, and you're recording a reading, she's like, do you ever just sit there and like for five minutes to see what downloads you get when you're stumped on a, on a card or if like, it's in reverse. And I would never thought about that. So when you said meditation, it kind of like, I don't know, do you guys ever like tune in and see what downloads come in when you're stumped on a reversal? Uh, Sometimes. Um, I don't know if you consider this meditation. So, you know, say your name, but I'll just stare at a card and kind of, you remember those, the things back in the nineties, you'd stare at the picture and then all of a sudden a 3d image would pop into your face. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? I knew yes. as okay. soon as you said, yes. I don't know if you remember these, I like just knew that that's what you were going to say. That was wild. Yes. I love those. <laughs> you know, that's what I do with the tarot card if I'm really stumped on it. Um, so, and that's, I guess, yeah, I would say, yeah, that is actually a kind of meditation. I never really thought of it that way. That is, I think that's like a hypnosis type meditation in a way. And it's, and sometimes you're right. When you look at the pictures, the imagery, you pick up on something that you've never picked up before for on someone else. And I think, you know, it can be interesting if you're looking at a reversal and then you're doing this kind of meditation or even just kind of zoning into the card, like Jekinovia is talking about, um, like you can get kind of a new perspective, I think, on the imagery because it is upside down. So maybe new things are going to come to you that you're not sort of used to seeing. Does that make sense? Like um, I'm thinking about the Ten of Swords in particular. So a traditional depiction of it would be like the figure laying on the ground with ten swords in their back. But then you flip it and it's like the swords are almost falling out in a way. Yes. Oh, so good. So Okay, so, but Jesse, you brought up the meditation thing. So um, how's that maybe come up for you? Or like, what have you noticed when you do stuff like that? I think it's a pause to spend more time, not just fly through the reading. So yeah, mm-hmm. if it's more of something that I just, you know, if I'm not sure about what that means, sometimes it's really obvious and you're like, oh yeah, that's a lot of internal work that's, or something that I'm fighting or something that's just... Yeah, uh, causing me a little bit more internal distress. Then, uh, yeah, I like to sit with it. And another thing I was thinking about was, you're right, the perspective is huge. So even just shifting, something unlocks in our brain when we turn things differently. It it does create those different neuro feed, you know, the neuros, mm-hmm. neuro, neurons in our brain as they're kind of reattaching 
sometimes I'll walk around the card. Sometimes I'll put it upright and then and put it back um, reversed. I also consult books. I love to read what other people's interpretations of are those reversals. And while, you know, everyone can either connect with one or not, I am really up for information all the time. And so sometimes that helps unlock um, a message in there that maybe I wouldn't have thought of on my own. So I do a little research too, if something's really not making sense to me. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, full disclosure, I still do that do that with upright cards too. Like I mean, I yes. I definitely try and use my intuition first or describe what's going on in the card or or whatever, just see what comes up naturally, but I've got my shelf full of books that I like to pull from and I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm a writer, so I just like to read other people's writing. I I I don't know. It's still interesting to see what other people have thought about the cards before you did, right? So, yeah, and free journaling, doing mm. journal, like just journaling on it, just free writing and not really thinking about what you're writing, but just kind of unlocking that subconscious message or, you know, taking away the ego mind. Sometimes that is a really interesting practice to see what comes up. And, you know, worst case, you you ask someone, you ask a, a tarot reader, a friend, like we do that each other all the time. It's like, what could this mean? So feedback's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice to, I mean, let's put it out there. If you are new to tarot and you don't really have a community to reach out and ask, feel free to approach one of us on Instagram, maybe just like send us a DM. And I mean, I'm happy enough to... I may not be right and what I have like feedback wise might not resonate with you, but I'm happy to chat about a card with you. That's, you know, I love to do that. So, all right. Well, all right. Talking about journaling and meditation and yeah, I guess like there, sometimes the reversal does bring up that shadow energy idea, or I guess sometimes we can see it as just the opposite of a card. And in that way, I think that some cards might feel a little brighter in reverse. So um, again, maybe with that 10 of swords, although I see it upright as a fairly liberating, exciting card, but perhaps for some people it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really shift until it does come up in that reversal position. So that's also uh, how, you know, you might look at a reverse card. Honestly, there's going to be probably just as many perspectives about reversals as there is for reading the upright cards, you know, so it's really about what's working for you. Uh, but does anybody else have any sort of little ideas on how, how you might interpret a reversal just in those more basic ways? The exercise that we did today and the meetup, the local meetup that we had, it's simple, but it really does help. So if you get stuck, look at the, the picture in the card or whatever symbolically, like a literal meaning. Don't even try to attach any interpretation to it, but just go back to the very basic of the visual of the card. And so looking at, is there a figure? What's the figure doing? What's the figure wearing? What is the emotion of this card? And then put yourself in that first person space re-describe everything that was the literal description more in a first person way and more likely than not there'll be more that comes out it just kind of unlocks something and so you do it for the upright you could certainly do it for the reversals as well but yeah sometimes it's just taking it back to the basics of what is actually in the card yeah, absolutely. It's I'm so true. glad that, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because so that was one of the first exercises that we did um for our own like our own online meetup and I got to tell you it was like I was already nervous to sort of join this group and then Jesse came at me with this like amazing exercise where I was like holy shit, I don't know. I don't know the first thing about tarot, I guess, because this has unlocked a whole new like pathway for me. This is incredible. So it's I, I use that very often now, in fact, where I just, it's almost like you're detaching yourself from it a little bit because the more you read tarot, the more these interpretations just sort of immediately come to mind and you you kind of need to step in the way of that, if that makes sense, and pull back and just go, okay, figure, two different shoes, standing on a hill, holding like very, very basic stuff. And it just, I don't know, it really shifts your perspective. So 
definitely recommend that to everybody just to give a try, no matter how long you've been reading. For sure. And I like that you brought that up, Jesse, because it also, I also like to look at like, is the character looking at something like when it's in reverse, like, is it not wanting to face something like if it's fate, if it's depending on what the card next to it, or if it's facing the person behind it, you know, it depends. I've been doing a lot of like relationship readings. And so like, sometimes like it makes sense. And um, yesterday, a card that was pulled for me was the moon. But it, um, when I looked at it upside down, like it almost kind of to me because uh, it was from the Lightseers deck. And so like if there's a lot of listeners that love the more like artistic deck or want to like stray away from like the, um, you know, the more traditional deck. I really like this one because with the moon upside down, it's like this woman. I think it's like a. To me, it's a reminds me of a mermaid, but she's in the water and the moon's up at the top and it has like the black and the white wool on each side. But when you turn it upside down, it kind of like it's the same in a way, but it's almost like because she knows like the shadow sides, you know, it's like of each side. But I feel like either way, she can still come out of that water. And, um, yes. And so my favorite thing, um, is looking at the characters in, in the decks and see what are they looking at and who are they looking at and is it, and their facial expressions. Yes. 100%. And actually it's, I I don't know where along the way I forgot to look at those things, but it's been a blessing to uh, hang out with Jackanovia because she's a total boss when it comes to like body language and facial expressions uh, in the figures in the cards. So now I'm always like, all right, what would Jackanovia do <laughs> when right? I'm like looking at a certain card? <laughs> yeah. Yes. This group definitely has blown my mind and opened my eyes more to paying attention to it. I know, just to certain things that somehow, you know, you just get in your groove and you forget to look at, you know, whatever angle it is. And then you talk to other tarot readers and it's just like, oh, well, have you ever thought about this? And you're kind of like, uh, duh, why didn't I think about that, you know? So just to add on too, to what uh, Elena was saying and even what Jess was saying, um, if, if you look at the elements in the card, for instance, I'm just the king of swords, for an example. Okay, so if you pull that right side up, the sword is actually pointing like pointing upwards. I'm talking about the Rider Waite Smith deck here. Yeah. Um, so that's outward communication. That's something that's going outside of you, right? So it's something you have to speak or, you know, you have to explain something. But if it's reversed, that sword is now pointing at you. So maybe this is something that you need to work out in your own mind. Maybe this isn't something to express outside of yourself. So there's also that way of looking at it too. That's crazy that you said King of Swords because I'm holding the... Um Lightseer's deck in front of me and the King of Swords is right here in front of me. Ooh. <laughs> well, I love that you said that. <laughs> we're connected. That's wild. Yes. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I love it. Well, since we're starting to talk about cards, why don't we get into a few examples? Does anybody want to go first? All right. I picked all of our favorites. Such a good one. Let's talk about death. Let's talk about death reverse, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Doesn't love death. Well, so really quickly, why don't you just give us like a couple of keywords or or whatever, just like a basic upright meaning? Okay. Death is a transformation. So it's something that is ending in order to move on to a new rebirth. And it's really about that transformation or transition. And usually, at least for me, it's like, this is done. Death is done. Mm-hmm. Death is the end So of that. And now it's time to start something new. So reverse, yeah, I, I think of it as a resistance to what's dead. It's like it, you are fighting for something that is already finished or that that transformational work cannot be completed until you let something go fully. And I also, sometimes it means that we've got a hard time uh, moving on from something. Right. So just, and then maybe any anxiety or stress that uh, is tied up with the death experience that's happening. And, you know, sometimes qualifiers are needed, but yeah, I feel like that one has a very clear, pretty clear reversal meaning. Yeah, I dig that. 
Does anybody else want to weigh in on what the reversal might mean? I always think of death as transformation too. And definitely something that just like has to let go. But I also feel like it's that card that when it's in reverse, you know that there's this like really deep inner blockage or something real that needs to happen. But it's like, like you said, Jesse, it's like you're majorly resisting it. But when I see death in a reading, it's almost like, like you, like it's time. Like, this is it. Like, there's no working around it. There's no, like, I almost feel like there's no clarifiers that need to be pulled or anything. I feel like when it's in reverse, I feel like this, like, it's like you're really resisting letting go of that or afraid of that change that needs to be made afraid of admitting that okay Mm. that that shit is dead and then I feel like it's just afraid uh, it's the fear of admitting the loss admitting it's dead and it and in the fear of maybe it's never going to come back and I think a lot of people forget that just because something you let go of something it doesn't mean it's it's forever dead it just I guess depends on what we're talking about but um I feel like um Sometimes things need to die and sometimes because they're going to be rebirthed into something better or something better is going to come along the way. Um, But it's a scary card because people don't want to face. They're afraid to face the truth. And that's kind of like what the death in reverse to me means. It's like they're afraid to face the truth. Yeah. And I think any clarifications needed, usually it would just be on what am I resisting about this? You know? Yeah. And, and that's where I would pull that clarifier to just say, okay, well, if we're still not sure, let's, let's see what the blockage is <laughs> to this. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I love what you brought up, Elena. It's like change is hard. A lot of people don't like change. So that can be a really right. difficult thing. I don't. Yeah. Um, anything to add to death and reverse, Jackanovia? Uh, very similar. I mean, it, it's also for me, it's a lot about accepting that it's almost humbling because sometimes we forget because, you know, our big human brains, we forget <laughs> that we're just a part of nature. Everything yeah. has a cycle. Everything has to die. Everything, you know, yeah. whether it's figuratively or literally like, you know, in my case, I can't get seeds for next year's crops unless I allow this year's crops to die you know they have to go through that cycle so even though it sucks and we may not like it it's acceptance of the fact that it's just something that's got to be done it's as kelly and maddox always says you got to eat the shit sandwich and just get it over with (laughs) you know (laughs) yes i love thinking about death in that way too like the card specifically in that it's it's not I mean, it is an end, but it's almost that it's just, it's just a change as well. Like it's just in that way of cycles, you know, like, okay, winter is over and we're coming back into a regrowth period, but winter will come again. And it's like, it is in that cycle kind of progression, I guess you could call it. So like, and you know, similar to what Elena was saying, it's maybe not always gone forever. It's just shifting and changing and transitioning. So yeah, and there's no point in delaying the inevitable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. And just like not every winter's the same. Every winter is going to be different. Every season's different. And it's different because it has to be. Um, right. And so I love that you brought the element or like the seasons into it because I never, now I, did, I never thought about death being as a cycle. Like, or, you know, like, um, I know it's a circle of life or whatever, but I never thought of tying that into tarot, like that it's a temporary, that death is, can be temporary, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Well, so one of my favorite shows is Twin Peaks and there's a character when she's having her, the actress actually died right after they filmed and she knew she was dying and this was like her last project. And one of her final lines in the show was, you know about death. It's not the end, just a change. Something I'm, I'm, you know, paraphrasing, but it was essentially that. And it's one of my favorite lines ever. But whenever I see the death card come up, that's what I always think about. And I just, yeah, I just, whatever you're letting go, you're still kind of taking it with you because it's still kind of, it's still been a part of your life, right? So. Yeah. Take the memories with it, you know, for sure. You can still like tap into the energies of that, of the good memories or in the, and then just take the lessons with you. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm Jasmine. 
And I'm Mel's. And we're the hosts of the Damn Fine TV podcast. We cover shows like American Horror Story, The Haunting of Hill House, Westworld, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and so much more. Lately, we've been talking a lot about the early years of Twin Peaks, you know, the show this podcast was named after, and starting very soon, we're going to be talking about it even more. Starting on May 19th, we'll be breaking down two episodes of Twin Peaks Season 3 every week. I mean, isn't it so dreamy? So come join us for Twin Peaks Tuesdays, a journey that's bound to be both wonderful and strange. Where the owls aren't what they seem. The cherry pie is to die for. And the coffee is always damn fine and hot. We'll see you again in 25 years. No, Jasmine, we'll see them in May. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so just look for the Damn Fine TV podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you then. All right, well, I'll go next. So I picked The Magician. Shocking, I know. Um... So I would say really briefly in an upright position, the magician is just, you know, taking action towards manifesting your goals, you're channeling information and sort of getting it out into the universe, it's creative, you're committing to this sort of like inner alignment with the elements and all this kind of stuff, very basic. And then in a reversed position, I kind of like to think of the magician as like a Mercury retrograde, because if we look to the like astrological correspondences with the cards, the magician is ruled by Mercury. And I think that when at least one of the ways that we can interpret that in reverse is that you maybe need to pause and reassess or edit something that you're doing, you know, um, reassess the tools that you have, reassess the message that you maybe are wanting to send or um, the creative project that you're working on, things like that. Um, Jack and Ovia, what do you think about the magician in reverse? Generally, for me personally, when it comes up, it's it's more of I need to recognize the part that I played in manifesting whatever it is that I'm dealing with. So if I'm asking about something in particular, I need to understand that I played a part in it. Whether I took action or didn't take action, it was still playing a part, you know? So that's the main reversal that I get for the magician. Love that. What about you, Jesse? I like to think of it as just the unused talents or the limiting beliefs that we have. So with magician, you have all of these magical tools to use. And I just see the reversed as choosing not to use them for whatever reason. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe not even seeing them or, or yeah, love that. Mm -hmm. Lack of confidence. Mm, Yes. Not like not willing to step into that power for some reason being too, yeah. Lack of confidence for sure. Yeah. Almost like, um, you're not sure what to do with those talents. Like, Maybe it's a way that you need to start exploring how to use your talents or because obviously if it's in reverse, maybe you're uncertain or you're not sure what to do or how to manifest. And maybe it's a a message to really figure out how manifestation looks like to you and build your own practice. Like start to use your tools to build your own practice so you can start manifesting what you want with, you know, with your life and whatever it is that you're trying to work on. Yeah, absolutely. I think that kind of ties in with what I was saying, like that reassessment kind of period or like just re just refiguring things out like just that pause that reflection that like okay where where am I supposed to go with this stuff or how can I utilize what's in front of me and yeah now before we get to the other two examples I do just want to say that I think there are ways of getting to these reversed meanings without having the reverse card so for example like with death or with the magician let's say it comes up in a position of, you know, letting go or um, things that maybe you're not seeing, stuff like that. Like, I think that maybe you can, like, that brings a different flavor of interpretation to the card that I think can almost be the same or, or quite similar to what it might mean in the reverse. Or maybe it's based on, you know, if you're doing more than a one card reading, what cards are surrounding you know, certain cards that might give it that different flavor. Um, Jesse, does that make sense? Like, do you, would you agree that that can kind of bring us to a similar interpretation as the reversal? 
I totally agree. Yep. hundred percent. And I think that's really important to know that it really is the interaction between the cards and ultimately, you know, <laughs> so whether right. it's an upright or, or reversed, you can unlock, unlock that meaning. Yeah. I think it's important that you said, you know, at the end of the day, you'll know, right? Because if you are reading for yourself, I think that you'll know if a card needs to sort of deviate, let's say, from the quote-unquote traditional meaning, if it needs to have that different flavor on it, right? And if you're reading for others, I mean, maybe you just need to be asking questions along the way, seeing what's resonating and seeing if you need to take the interpretation in a different direction. Um, Jack and Ovia, what do you think? Like, do you think, do you think Jesse and I are, are out there or do you think we're on to something with this? No, I absolutely agree. It again, like every spread, some some spreads when you have them set up, yeah, there is a spot that says, you know, what do I need to work on? What am I not seeing? Right. Right. So there's that. But I also wanted to come back to earlier when Jess said when you journal. I know that when I do journal about a card, if I don't, you know, let my conscious mind come in, a lot of the time what will come out, whether it's reversed or, or otherwise when I lay the card out, a lot of the reverse meanings will just come out in the journaling. Right. So I mean, even that way, you'll still get to that reverse meaning. Yeah. And I think, again, that's probably something that comes the more that you are playing around with the cards and and getting to know them a little bit better. Like Jesse was saying, like, you know, when it comes up and it needs that different perspective, let's say. So, um, okay. So Jekinovia, what's, what's your card example? Uh, I have the Ace of Wands. So, of course, the upright meaning would be, you know, that spark of inspiration, that burst of energy at the beginning of a project. It's, you're just rearing and ready to go, right? That's that. It's the, the spark before the action. Um, reversed, to me, it means it's um, how am I hiding my power from the world? There's something important that I have to bring to the table. Why am I holding it back? What's the reason? What's the fear? What's the obstacle that's, you know, limiting my ability to come out with that passion yes like I feel like it's um you're trying to like it's a difficult you're like you're finding it difficult to define what that new idea might look like that's why you're like so unsure like maybe you're it's like you're almost afraid or not afraid but you're almost like trying to you're struggling to see um what that new opportunity might look like like or should I take that action on it Yeah. And I think you're right about the fear though, like fear to share that light, fear to share that passion. It's, I mean, it's kind of reminding me a little bit of magician in reverse. Like you're maybe, maybe it's that lack of self-confidence going back to what Jesse was saying. So Jesse, what do you think about the ace in reverse? I think it can often mean just delays or something that is Mm -hmm. holding you back. And sometimes it's just our lack of motivation. (laughs) Especially with that wands card, right? Like, where's the fire? Where's the passion for it? Where's the drive? Yes, exactly. Get that kick in the pants. Like, get out there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Elena, let's hear about your example. So I chose the fool um, in reverse. And I love the fool upright because, you know, it's all about that new beginning and all that. But when it's in reverse, I feel like it's almost the same as the ace where they're holding back. Um, or it's like you're taking way too many risks and not really thinking stuff through. You're being reckless and stuff. And um, when it's in reverse, it's almost also like you're afraid to birth that new project to the world. Mm-hmm. Like you may have, you have it ready to go, but it's wondering if, you're good enough or wondering like, what in the fuck am I about to get myself into? But it's in a good way, but it's like that good energy, you know, that good feeling, you know? Um, It's kind of like when you start doing um, readings and you're putting yourself out there for the first time, like you're like, Mm -hmm. what am I about to do? But it's in a good way. And so um, to me, that's like what I feel like the revert, uh, the upside down fool is, is being that reckless person with their project or um reckless energy or just having the project ready to go having the resources and the tools um or having that um 
next step, like say it's, I don't know, it doesn't even have to be a project. It could be like, you know, changing jobs or buying a home, but just not really having everything ready to go or just having that lack of confidence, I think. Yeah. So I, when I took that course, Tarot for the Wild Soul, the way that Lindsay Mack describes the reverse of the fool is like, it is kind of a fear um, because often when we're dealing with the full upright, it's like, it is exciting and it's a new beginning, but some it's, it's like leaping into that unknown and just having that trust in both the universe and in yourself to kind of take that leap. And so she, when she talks about it in reverse, she says like, it's kind of your chance to chat with your inner child and see like, okay, what's going on? Why do you feel nervous to take that leap? How can we get to a place where we feel maybe not excited, but comfortable enough and trusting enough that we can go ahead and take that first step? So I've always really liked that. Jesse, what do you think about the fool in reverse? Well, I think of it as being just really unprepared. And while mm-hmm. the fool is, you know, taking a leap into something, you want to be aware or at least just... <laughs> have a plan and not be a complete idiot about it. So yeah, for me, I think it's really just about leaping, but with awareness. And so that reversal would be just, yeah, if you just kind of go without any, any, I don't know, expectations or proper uh, Mm -hmm. self reflection. Mm -hmm. And also I, I was reading something here and it says that, yeah, it's kind of like desperation or irrational movement. So also something to consider there with that reversal. Yeah, kind of like, I mean, that kind of ties back to what Elena was saying too, like more of that reckless energy, like not really, not, um, I don't know. Because I think, yeah, with The Fool, you can just take that exciting leap and kind of dive headlong into something. But sometimes that, I mean, if you're doing it too much or if it's, you know, leaving you with consequences to what, you know, yourself or people in your life, you know, maybe you need to reel that in and reconsider your actions. So yeah. What about you, Jackanovia? I'm, I don't know why, but I'm like super interested to hear your take on this card in reverse. There's something that's telling me you've got something really exciting. Sorry to put you on the spot. No, that's okay. I'm actually thinking, I'm like, wow, you guys have all these really mature, well thought out answers. But for me, the fool in reverse, it's like, where did you lose your sense of wonder? Why are you so cynical? Lighten the fuck up. That's when fool is reversed. That's what it's telling me. So that's what I know. I need to just stop analyzing everything and just, you know, trust the universe and go outside and remember that everything is a miracle. Everything is amazing. The fact that we exist is a miracle. So you have to really, for me, you have to take it back to that because we've lost that sense a lot of the time in adult world because, you know, adulting is hard. Mm -hmm. So it's that reminder. Wow. Mic drop. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't know why I just felt like Jekinovia was going to have this just really different take. And look at that. That was awesome. (laughs) Wow. Way to deliver. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that was so amazing. All right. Well, we've gone through all of our examples. Is there anything left to say? Is there anything that we didn't get to about reversals that you guys think listeners should know? Anyone can dive in. I think the main thing to remember is, especially if you're a beginner, it's not scary. Reversals aren't bad. It doesn't mean a negative thing. It's just something you need to uncover. You know, so I, I know it can be really intimidating, Uh, especially for people who aren't familiar with it, who, you know, maybe grew up in a different environment where it was frowned upon. So they're already a little nervous. They're not bad. They're just, you know, dig deeper. No, great point. Especially when you see something like, let's say the sun, which is so bright and cheery. And then all of a sudden it's in reverse and it can be like that little moment where your heart's pounding and it's like, oh my God, what does this mean? But you're hundred percent right. It's like, it's not, it's not bad. Just like no card really in its upright position is bad or even necessarily good all the way. Right. So anything else? I, I think it's like, cause I used to be like, uh, afraid of it, but I, uh, the more you read on it, like Jesse said, like, and study it, it makes, it makes sense. It may, it just helps put the whole card meaning into perspective. 
Yeah, for sure. And I love the way Jesse put it earlier when she was saying, you know, if, if I wanted to learn the full language of tarot, it was important to explore those reversals. And I think that's true because, you know, even though we're talking about, yes, there are ways to get to those more quote unquote reversal meanings based on, let's say, cards that surround a certain card or uh, a position that it might come up in a spread you might not necessarily be able to tap into that if you haven't played around with the card in reverse first. Of course, intuition is always going to kind of trump all of these things because I think going with your gut is the most important thing when reading tarot, but it is also good to have some fundamentals under your belt. And even if you don't use them, maybe even just reading, if you've got a guidebook or if you've got a particular tarot book that you really like, just checking out what the reversal meant to that artist or to that writer, just to, just to get more of a perspective, just to round things out, really. Love it. So good. All right. Well, this was so much fun having the whole coven here. Hopefully we can do this a little more often. I hope so. I hope so too. I love it. And I hope that it's, oh, I hope it's okay. But like the last minute, I just, I don't know what happened, but I just wanted to pull a card for each of you. Let's do it. Well, let's hear it. (laughs) Can I share? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, Jazz, you this one flew out, and I got the King of Pentacles for you. Wow. Mm. This is my follower lately. Yeah, and I just, I love it because I use the light sears, and I feel like that's just you with cause, just chilling oh, after yeah. just manifesting all your amazing projects, and now you're just taking a break, you know? I dig that. <laughs> um. And it's crazy how reverse, we're talking about reverses, because the next two cards are in reverse. Ooh, and interesting how the upright came up for the person who doesn't read reversals, and then you got two reversals for people who do read reversals. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And um, uh, Jess, your card is two of pentacles, and it is in reverse. (gasps) Oh my goodness. So really quickly in my meetup today, we had another exercise where it was a three card draw and the two of pentacles came up for me. The gal that I was partnering with had never met her. And the way this picture was, it was literally like juggling all the thing, juggling all the things, but in the head. And, and she said, you got a lot of stuff going on. Like you were really taking on way too much. And I just feel like you need to <laughs> fix and it was so spot on because I'm like, you're right. I don't want to miss out on anything. I want to do all the things. So oh, there's that two of pentacles. Wild. I've got to, yeah, balance it out. And if I'm not, the reversal is just like, girl, out of balance. Yeah. Or it could just be releasing um, any worry or fear that you may have of reaching that imbalanced state or... I love that. Well, there's there's certainly a lot of releasing of fear going on. That's it's but it you feels got good. It. You know, you, I feel like you'll know internally when it's time to like limit yourself so that you can keep that balance. That's right. Keeping it all organized. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Say. Thank you, my friend. That is such a gift to me. Oh, you're welcome. Jackanovia, my love, your card. And I have to tell you, I shuffled twice because I was like no but then it popped up again <laughs> in reverse twice nine of wow. swords yes <laughs> <laughs> it yep. popped up twice and both times in reverse the first time I picked it the second time it flew out so wow. I'm like okay guys we're doing this we're doing this that's what it felt like <laughs> well you can't argue with that Mm-mm. so I just feel like there is I don't know if there's a lot of work uh like de- something de- internally worrying you like I feel like because when it's in reverse to me because I'm using the light seers so I feel like there's a lot of internal thoughts going on right now that's worrying you the most you nailed it you nailed it <laughs> did I <laughs> I thought oh, there's yeah. a, lot of cloud, a lot of things clouding like heaviness weighing over you yeah and exhaustion and all good though. It's all for a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be okay. I love the fact that, you know, that card came up and it's reversed. So, but I think for, for a lot of people, I mean, it came up on the sticky cards episode, right? It can be a little bit fearful, but 
And maybe it's because Jekinovia has worked with the cards and she knows what's what, but it's nice to hear you say something like, yes, this is all true, and there are a lot of those internalized thoughts and just a lot that's overwhelming, but it's for a purpose, and I, you can still sort of see that light at the end of everything. It's just an interesting right. and um, maybe inspiring is the right word, too, just way of looking at that card and, and way of moving through that energy just wanted to add that yeah it's only scary if you let it scare you that's that's the keys you just gotta kind of take it in stride it may not be fun but life isn't always roses and butterflies yeah (laughs) prepared not scared yeah boom there you go and then what I like about this too it's almost like a little gentle reminder from spirit of you're being too hard on yourself like it's okay like you got this (laughs) Thank you. I needed that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, did you pull one for yourself or does someone have a deck to pull one for Elena? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I didn't even think to pull one for myself. I just love you girls so much. I didn't even think about it. So selfless. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And you guys totally don't have to. I just felt drawn to this. I just started shuffling and the sun fell out. Oh. Right side up. Hello. Sun card. All right, Elena, you got the Six of Pentacles, and this is about making sure that you're receiving and not just giving. So be mindful of your your balance of energies and also accepting help. Yeah, that's wild. Thank you. Did it come up upright or in reverse? It was upright. (laughs) I mean, it's a fair question for the episode. (laughs) Well, so that was a lot of fun. I'm glad that you did that, Elena, because I think that one of our future episodes, hopefully the next time that the four of us can get together, what we kind of, we kind of came to this idea in one of our meetups, but we thought it would be fun to basically just do an episode where we do a reading and we just move through a reading and we all bring up some interpretations, you know, different ways of looking at things. Um, I don't know if we'll try different spreads or maybe try and stick to one. Maybe we can pick like a, a class spread to work through or something like that but um that worked out really well even just with one of us talking about it one of us pulling cards and then the rest of us weighing in on that but I think that'll be a really fun thing to do and listeners if you have any suggestions for particular spreads that you might want us to work through or anything like that definitely get in touch and let us know but that um we'll aim for the next time all four of us can get together I think that'll be our episode so I think that's all for reversals. Um, Thanks so much for joining us in the Upside Down. Uh, We will be back in two weeks with another brand new episode. But until then, Jekinovia, where can everyone follow you online? I am mostly on Instagram, and my handle is tarot underscore and underscore time. And that's the herb, not the TikTok. (laughs) And that's where you can find me. Amazing. And how about you, Elena? I am on IG, Instagram, at Mars underscore Elena underscore Lightworker. I also have a website where you can book um, donation-based readings or just check out whatever other readings that I offer, um, and it's ElenaLightworker.com. And I also have a blog where I just um, talk about um, either cards that um, like I'm drawn to pull for the community or um, a forum where I'll do my pick, my daily pick a card. And what I've been doing with that is um, I've just been really tuning in with my guides and just asking, what do I need to know? But what is it that someone else out in the community may need to know? Um, I just want a space to just bring us together just to help each other out um, and just see what other messages I can download for that might be helpful for someone else. So I've been trying to keep up with that every day, too. Yeah, I've been really enjoying the forum. It's a very, very cool idea. Definitely check that out. I I can't wait to submit my own just when I have a little bit more time. Um, And what about you, Jesse? Where can everyone find you? All right. Well, I'm also on Instagram, tarot tarot with one T in the middle. That last O is a zero, but I think you'll find me. 
if you type that in, and also tarotarot.com, one T in the middle. I just recently got onto Facebook because with the live meetups that we're putting together, it really does make sense to have access to the Facebook events, and we have a meetup group. So we'll be adding more to the site, especially around how to plan your own in-person meetups. That's really where I feel called to help um, push materials out so that it encourages others wherever they're at to put their meetups together and get those tarot readers all together. That's amazing. I'm really, really excited about that. I think that that's, oh my goodness, yes, definitely, definitely something that you can gift to the world because, I mean, you brought all of us together. You've had a very successful in-person meetup and yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. I might even have to push past some of my own fear and use those materials myself up in my own neck of the woods. So can't wait to see Ooh, what okay. all that entails. <laughs> yeah. And you can find me over on Instagram at the.written.witch. All of us are kind of posting updates about the show here and there. And uh, usually you can either check out our stories or our posts for uh, calls for fee- uh, listener feedback. So definitely come and hang out with us. But that's all for now. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tarot Coven Cast. Stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to do our best to walk you through an actual tarot reading. Until then, everyone, keep making magic. <laughs>